morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, Ghostface, Kippa, Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Ghostface, Kippa, I like that. Part of the Jutang clan. Right, exactly, part of the Jutang clan. clan. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in for another amazing episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom. Be sure to share this today. Mark Zuckerberg, the last thing he wants is for you and your loved ones to experience the freedom that comes with watching a show such as this on a Tuesday evening such as this. So be sure to uh, share it right now if you are watching it live or even if you're watching it afterwards. Share, 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 share. Be sure to also follow us, like us, subscribe to us, whatever whatever it is that you do to express wanting to continue getting more of this on whatever platform you're using. If you're using YouTube, don't just subscribe. Hit the bell next to it because then right. your phone will blow up every time we try. We do anything. You'll get notified in the middle of something very important <laughs> that you can break away from that to watch what we're doing. To watch what we're doing. The very moment that we're doing it. So be sure to That's do right. that. And... uh this is a Muddy Waters Media production. Be sure to give the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids, love it. First and foremost, allow me to thank Siesta Cava, siestacava.com, for the cava that I am drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank Nestle Pure Life, apparently, for the water that my wife got yesterday because we ran out of bottled water. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. I haven't had Kroger water in a while. It's kind of you weird. haven't. It's been I like was, when I was doing the notes, like I try to do them all, so that way when I have to do the um, website and all that kind of stuff, um, I was like, "What kind of water is he going to have?" Kroger. I'm going to bet Kroger, and no, it's Nestle. It's Nestle. It's Nestle water. Shout out to Meg Jones, who's neglecting her job to watch us. Thank you for that. Don't. Hey, you know, and don't get fired, but. Thank you. Anyway, this episode is brought to you, of course, by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing Waffle House related caucus anywhere in any party in any country, not just the Libertarian Party, but of any any party. There's no there's actually no other one, but this is the fastest growing one by default. And uh, very soon you will be able to get your own Waffle House Caucus buttons. Uh, by joining the Facebook group, uh, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, and also uh, it will be on our store, on the Muddy Waters Media Store, very soon, so t- stay tuned for that. This episode is also brought to you by Black Coffee, spelled B-L-V-C-K, because who cares? What Nothing needs to be spelled correctly anymore. This is 2020. Um, it have some of the most delicious, curled, brewed, organic coffee to ever be misspelled horribly. Uh, be sure to go to... <laughs> Blackbrews.com, B-L-V-C-K-B-R-E-W-S. They did spell brews correctly, .com. And be sure to use the, the checkout code MW for free shipping. MW, that's how they spell free shipping uh, there. And this episode, of course, is brought to you by South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster, who is and will always remain a bitch. A bitch. He's a bitch. I, I am noticing that you are oddly dressed up for a post wait the election happened right yeah so for a post <laughs> yeah the election already happened yeah oh okay. came in third missed, came in third missed it um no i actually was just on rt i was interviewed by russia today 
uh, and uh, by the fine Russian bots at RT. And uh, we talked about Biden's uh, foreign policy pick. Beepski, boopski. Beepski, boopski. Beepski, boopski. But no, we talked about Joe, uh, Joe Biden's picks. We're going to be talking about that tonight. We are. On this uh, very episode. You, do you remember the first time we were accused of being Russian bots? It's pretty early well, on. It was, yeah. And we are either that or we were accused of getting Russian money. And uh, That's what it was. So, we were accused of getting Russian money for saying, I think that war was bad. I think that was it. I, I think, think it was. Just saying and, that we should try to avoid wars made us and, Russian bots. Right. Or at least getting paid by Russia. Yes. Right. Sadly, on, that on, check on never the, on came in. the employee of the Russian government. Um, Man, it still be waiting on those like waiting on those rubles. The Russian government. Still waiting on the rubles. I remember when that came in. I'm rubles? like, oh my gosh, I wish right. that was me. <laughs> I, wish, <laughs> I wish I was getting checks from Vladimir Putin for just just for saying that we shouldn't be warmongering and and killing people yes. around the world and making ourselves less safe and running up trillions of dollars in debt and sending veterans of these wars home in flag draped caskets or with PTSD and other chronic issues. If in addition to that, I could get a reliable check every month from the Kremlin, how great would that be? Sadly, would, no. Yeah, that would be a dream come true. It would uh, be pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. And I, I put uh, it on my resume for stuff. I'd be like, I'm under the employ of a very powerful government agency. <laughs> KGB. Um, but, uh, no, sadly, no. Uh, but yeah, I was on our team. We talked about uh, Joe Biden's neocontastic foreign policy group that he's put together. And the fact that the media is going to focus on the fact that they're women and LGBT oh. and people of color. Because that's what matters when you're choosing who's going to carry we- out your fascist imperialist foreign policy is what color they are. I mean, we can't we can't kill the entire story now. We have to hold some stuff back. Joe Hackman says, "Wait, I can get paid for this," and the answer is probably not. Probably but, not. No, because I don't. But we aren't. But Joe, let me tell you what else you can't get paid for, or if you decide to, you wouldn't get paid for. Muddied Waters Media is working on a very special project, oh. and we need an intern, <laughs> an unpaid intern. Uh, who has that is a segue who has website design experience yes and you would be a member of muddied waters media working very closely with me possibly spike spike he's on that side um possibly you would be working very closely with me and i know what you're probably thinking why the hell would i want to work for you two schmucks for nothing but you should know that every intern that we have ever hired has immediately gone on <laughs> for a much to better make job. A very lucrative career, sometimes within hours. Yeah, that's accurate. So really we're kind of wasting we- our own time. Because usually the the MO has been that people say, Yes, I'd love to do that, and they do one or two things for us, and then they notify us that they've just got like a high five figure, low six figure job working for somebody. Someone else. Literally we we have hired uh, and for some reason somebody, they go to them instead of right. staying with us for free but whatever we've hired uh somebody as an unpaid uh editor in chief and mm-hmm. she was with us i believe 3 weeks yeah 
before she went on and took on mm-hmm. another job. And then yep. we uh, hired somebody else. Um, we hired somebody else who went on to be a writer at a very well-respected publication that yep. we uh, get a lot of our sources from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a co-host who ran for VP. Really working here. Just immediate. Unless, unless your name is Matt. Working here leads you to great jobs. If your name is Matt, don't apply. Yeah, you don't want it. You're not because we're against Matt's, but it's not. It's you're apparently not going to make any any money doing it. Also, but, and to be clear, I haven't made any money either. I just want to be clear. I'm now, you know, that's fair. Yeah, neither one of us have all made this, money. but I but I haven't made any money from it. Right, neither one of us have made any money on this. Um, but uh, also, if your name is kind of depressing, it, actually, but. it is. It is four years <laughs> of our lives. Um, but we love it. We love it, you, and we love you. Yes. But yes, if you have web experience, please hit us up. We definitely want to help line up your future employment that will happen probably a few days later. Uh, <laughs> and in the meantime, maybe you can do a couple things for us. Yeah, we just really need that. you to do a few things like for maybe us. like three or four things, and then immediately let us know. You know, and, and because it's unpaid, you can give us zero days notice because we're not paying you. <laughs> right. Because what are we going to do? Like we wake up to the message like, hey, guys, thanks so much. And we're like, oh, here we go again. And they're like, oh, it's it, great. It was great working with you. And I just got I'm now making a million dollars at a, a Washington, <laughs> D.C. think tank. Thanks, yeah, though. Most, m- most of the time that uh, they don't even like really let us know. It's like, we'll be like, hey, do you want to come on the show and like talk about what you've been working on? And they go, about that. About that. I'm now. I kind of took a job at, you know, whatever. I'm a huge K Street lobbyist. (laughs) Did you ever find anyone to do that email thing for you? So, yeah. So check us out. Ooh, Joe Hackman says that he hasn't made a webpage since GeoCities. Oh, wow. And. I am almost interested to be like, why not? You know what? <laughs> Come on, we Joe could Hackman. do worse. We could do worse <laughs> could. than GeoCities. Honestly, right. I missed that whole like a, and um, oh, what was the other one? Uh, Lycos, An- Angel Fire, Angel Fire. That's the one I was trying to remember. Angel Fire. You know, that's we're gonna bring that back. Who doesn't like that? You know, like wallpapery background that repeats itself. I know I don't. Nat- Natalie Bruno, who is running for, I believe, Oklahoma State Senate. Uh, yes. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, uh, Natalie. But uh, Natalie Bruno says, I have someone I can share with you after I am done with them. Uh, let me know uh, when that will be. And uh, shoot me a private message because uh, sli- Natalie slid up into my DMs uh, because we are friends on Facebook. Presumably it will be after she is elected to the state Senate in Oklahoma. Right, but when's that election? Uh, they don't have an official date yet. It could be as early as the beginning of February and as late as, I think, like beginning of April. It depends on if the Republicans run enough candidates to force a primary. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. gotcha and gotcha. breaking news, I'm going to be headed there sometime next year to help Natalie. Breaking um, news. So speaking, breaking news. Speaking of Natalie Bruno... That brings us to our <laughs> Natalie Bruntastic first segment of this show. Yes. Which the is, of Natalie- course, 
It's a Natalie. It's a Natat Natat. The 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 Natalie Black Coffee Cold Brew node caffeinated, oh not God. so rapid fire. Wow. Segment. Brought that to you a... by blackbrews.com. Use code M. What did you just say? The nat net the the Natalie Cold Brew node uh oh, caffeinated cover rapid fire segment. I am so sorry, Natalie. <laughs> I don't even. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in. Have a great night, and we will see you. Gosh, do we have? Do... Oh no, we have actual things uh, we, to talk about. We have so, actual notes. Speaking of an absolute disaster, Donald Trump. Uh, that was actually that's a it. good segue. That's, that's a good segue. It. Yeah, that's uh, right, Donald that's Trump, it. known disaster Donald Trump, uh, took part in took part in the ceremonial pardoning of the Thanksgiving turkey today. Uh, the turkey who was pardoned was named Corn. Now, here are some people who it actually would have been nice to pardon, like actual human beings that would have been nice to pardon. Among them are uh, Julian Assange of WikiLeaks, uh, Edward Snowden, Chelsea Manning, uh, Ross Ulbricht of uh, Silk Road, Leonard Peltier of the American Indian Movement, Asada Shakur, who was uh, wrongfully uh, convicted of uh, murdering a police officer and is now on the on the lam. Uh, Reality Winner, uh, who was a whistleblower that uh, leaked uh, leaked information to uh, to the media, and uh, pretty much anyone who is under federal custody for a victimless crime. But no, he pardoned a turkey. That's right. Now. Before I say the actual joke that was written, do you know how badly I wanted the turkey that didn't get pardoned to be named Pop? Corn Pop. Oh, Corn Pop. Corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad, was a bad dude. dude. That's why they right. didn't pardon Pop because he was a bad dude. And then right, we could have he... worked in that segment about how then Joe Biden showed up and put a chain around his throat. That chain. was a weird... That was weird. That's still my. If favorite I'm doing joke outreach to the African American community, I absolutely lead with a story about <laughs> threatening to hang a black man for not wearing a swim cap in the pool because he had pomade. Because he had pomade, and he was interrupting yeah. my shoving black children into the water so that they could stroke my leg hair, <laughs> and then calling them roaches. This is all true. <laughs> I learned about cockroaches. I learned. I learned about like the, like he literally. And and if you don't but, like that, but, then you're but not was associated here. Then you ain't black. Then you ain't black. Uh, the incredible, turkey, the greatest moment. It's of incredible. The last fifty years. Yes. Um, yeah. The internet being invented, Spike and I being born, all of that, fantastic. But Joe Biden's speech Joe Biden's at that Delaware pool, number one greatest thing. Ever. It's why everything's been going downhill since then. <laughs> so the turkey, the turkey that, <laughs> that was pardoned was corn. Was corn. And the turkey that was slaughtered mercilessly was named Sidney Powell. The 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 decline of ha, Matt, hasn't Sidney Powell done like hundreds of cases in front of the Supreme Court and state and, and, uh, and federal courts? Five, uh, 
she has done over 500 appeals in front of the Fifth Circuit. Okay. With, a, with over 180 of them turning of her arguments turning into case law. This is a woman of some serious pedigree. Serious pedigree. There was no reason to think that anything that she was saying didn't at least some semblance, a, some semblance of credibility. A a a kernel, a kernel, something there, and and for her to say she's going to release the kraken. One does not have to be a, a you know a, a QAnon a, 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 a fanatic to think that there might be something there because this woman was like Rudy Giuliani when he says something at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping parking lot. It totally makes sense that that would sound nuts. Sidney yes. Powell, one would expect, would not do this. Let me ask you about the state of Georgia. Obviously, yesterday, you know, the governor there. He um, certified the election for Joe Biden. It's about 12,000 votes. And what you see, will Georgia switch? Yeah, that's a total farce. Uh, Georgia's probably going to be the first state I'm going to blow up. And and (laughs) Mr. Kemp and the Secretary of State need to go with it because they're in on the Dominion scam with their last-minute purchase or award of a contract to Dominion of $100 million dollars. The State Bureau of Investigation for Georgia ought to be looking into the financial benefits received by Mr. Kemp and and uh, the Secretary Kemp. of State's family about that time. And another benefit Dominion was created to award is what I would call election insurance. That's why Hugo Chavez had it created in the first place. But I also wonder where he got the technology, where it actually came from, because I think it's hammer and scorecard from the CIA. <laughs> Just to clarify, you're saying that Governor Kemp, who's been a longtime ally of the president, is it is directly involved because of financial benefit in the conspiracy to defeat the president in Georgia? We have certainly been told that there is evidence of that and it would warrant an investigation if anybody were actually going to do an honest investigation. What more could you tell us about that alleged conspiracy? Is the governor's involved? I can't. Yeah, I can't give you any more details on that now, but oh, yeah. it would certainly warrant an investigation. <laughs> if it had been reported to me as a law enforcement officer, I would be investigating it steadfastly. That is <laughs> the craziest thing. That's the craziest theory I have heard about this entire election yet. And no proof at all of any of this. Or at least none that they're willing to give up. Well, which... This would be the time. Right. When you go out on a limb and you say, Brian Kemp and the Secretary of State of Georgia, who is also a Republican, both Republicans, Brian Kemp, was he was the he was Secretary of State when he won. He was Secretary of State when he won the governor's race in 2018. There were allegations that he suppressed, intentionally suppressed Democrat voting areas by removing uh, by purging the voter rolls and by removing uh, uh, precincts from, you know, highly urban areas that are more likely to vote uh, Democrat. I mean, this is someone who, if anything, has been accused of being in the tank for his party. She's accusing him of being in the tank for the Democrats, being bought by Dominion, and in extent by extension, Hugo Chavez, who died a few years ago. Like, I think seven years ago. Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. With no proof at all. With nothing. 
with absolutely nothing. Now, I want you all to sit there and take a moment to contemplate this, to think about this. Just take it in. Just take it in. Yeah. How crazy do you have to be to make Rudy Giuliani not seem like the craziest person on that legal team? I am actually angry at Sidney Powell for not allowing us to spend this entire episode making fun of Rudy Giuliani. Because his first time he has argued a federal court case since 1992, the last time he appeared in court before last week. Yes. Was in order to was here in Florida in order to defend his mistress's alleged daughter, not alleged daughter, but alleged mistresses, alleged mistress's mistress's daughter. daughter. First time in federal court in nearly 30 years. He forgets the judge's name. He forgets the other attorney's name. He had to have the judge explain things to him. And none of that is in the notes because Sidney Powell, Sidney 500 appeals in the fifth circuit, 180 case laws, 180 or more case laws went out and said, Brian Kemp and the secretary of state of Georgia took money to ensure that Trump would lose. Like with no, again, with no, okay. There have been big accusations. And usually when you make a big accusation like that, you have something to show as an offering. Something. Nope. She said, nope. I've, they need to look into that. Oh. We have gotten credible, credible information, and uh, people should definitely investigate. Can we see it? Can no. we see it? No. Nope. No. Nope. So this was uh, – so she, she did this on uh, Newsmax TV's The Count – with Rob Schmidt and Mark Halperin on Saturday. And uh, not that long after, uh, the Trump campaign, the Trump uh, organization released a statement saying that Sidney Powell does not and never has worked for them. Now, that may or may not be true, uh, that she hasn't actually been officially on the council, but she's worked very closely with them and has on multiple occasions been referred to by Trump as being on their team. No longer uh, at, at this point. Nope. And <laughs> 500 cases, almost 200 of them becoming case law. This is arguably one of the most, if not the most esteemed attorneys for this type of specific thing, which yep. is appealing cases in federal <laughs> district federal courts. Court. Now here, here's my thing. Uh, Okay, yes, that was that was crazy what she said. There no there's no getting around that. What she is proposing here is uh insane. Yes. What is more insane? Putting Rudy Giuliani in his first federal court case in 30 years instead of her or this? Clearly this. Maybe. Trump, here's the 40 chess. Trump must have known that she was going to be a nutcase because prior to this, our story was going to be, hey, why the hell would you not put Sidney Powell up instead of Rudy Giuliani, a man who decided to drip 
bronzer all over the place in his like I mean this is this is a man who has uniquely been a caricature of himself during the Trump years, Rudy Giuliani. Uh who but, has in all fairness since about twenty fourteen. That's fair. That's fair. But definitely in overdrive during the Trump administration, has been a bumbling fool, was recently potentially masturbating in the last Borat movie. Like, I mean, this is, like, that's who you put up and not Sidney Powell? Well, it turns out that was apparently a stroke of genius. (laughs) That was the right decision. That was somehow the right decision because, well, not the part about putting Rudy Giuliani in, but the part about not putting Sidney Powell in because she apparently is having a nervous breakdown in front of all of us. You could have put Ellen Wood, who is also on that on that team. Sure. You could put Ellen Wood in there to argue this. Absolutely. And he probably would have at least known the judge's name. I mean, you could put someone as ridiculous as Alan Dershowitz on there. I certainly wouldn't. That would be a terrible pick. So <laughs> that would be disastrous. That so be, speaking of disastrous. <laughs> oh, appa- well, yeah. <laughs> apparently <laughs> AOC had some Twitter issues. However, yes. Much to the relief of thirsty progressives and oddly many libertarians and personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. For some reason, yeah. Yeah, for some reason. AOC announced this on Twitter. Uh, Her DMs finally got fixed, I think. Sorry to anyone who has DMed me since late August. Thank you. Twitter support. So to all of you out there who have been attempting to reach AOC through her, who have been trying to slide up into AOC's DMs. She was not responding because her DMs were broken, not because she was ignoring your Twitter advances. She might have been trying to figure out fleets because I know she was worried about not having. <laughs> she makeup was on, worried about fleets, about fleets yeah. not being able to having to wear makeup during being on her phone. So that could be why. So wait, you can DM. AO- Hold on, I have to see this. You can DM. Are we going to DM AOC? AOC no. Live on the show. Well, you can't DM her anyway, unless she unless she's following you. Unless she's following you, or maybe unless you're. I'm not following her, but maybe if I follow her, then I can. Uh, I think Muddied Waters is following her. I will DM the hell out of her right now. I mean, can you be? A, can you imagine being the person whose job it is to go through Alexandra Ocasio Cortez's? Oh yeah, no message like. God, that would be awful. That would be the worst job. You'd that would be the worst job. Millions of penises every week. Just, just every. It's like, oh man, this is gonna be ah, it's a penis. Like it would, it would be. Anthony Weiner, stop like, messaging me. It's, it would just be from Anthony. That would yeah. just one person it, that it, just handles Anthony, Anthony Weiner and Hunter Biden and Hunter and Biden like, and, uh, and and Al Franken and uh, and what's his name? The guy that was caught on. Uh, gosh, what's that guy's name that just did the thing on Zoom? Oh, the the guy that was masturbating during the Zoom call. That'd be such a funny joke if I could remember his name. Anyway, it would be. I remember I was going to include that in a joke like multiple weeks ago. 
Yeah, it was and like then, a month ago. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, a while ago. And then we didn't, that was the week that we didn't do a show. And the next week I was like, well, that joke's no longer funny because nobody knows who he is anymore. But I, I would have still left if I remembered his name, which I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not remembering his name right now. So, well, speaking of New York, you, sure. Uh, interesting story here. A uh, a number of New York sheriffs who, uh, and to be to be fair, the sheriffs have been pretty brutal in enforcing uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo's uh, COVID nineteen lockdowns. COVID nineteen. Sorry. Oh, I thought that was the thing playing out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've been working on my Copeland. I could see it was it was good. It was good. Thanks. Um. But they did reach a final straw where uh, they've been kind of going back and forth with Cuomo uh, the past week. Uh, he put out orders that uh, no one be allowed to have more than 10 people in their home for Thanksgiving. The sheriff's offices were saying, how can we even enforce that? Uh, the Libertarian Party of New York actually sent letters to all of the county sheriffs saying, please put out a statement saying that you're not going to enforce this obvious infringement on our rights, which would require you surveilling all of us and violating due process and violating our right to be free and of warrantless searches and would require you to do door door to door knock raids. Like, I mean, it, it would, it would be a whole thing to actually make sure that every New Yorker in New York doesn't have 10 or more people in their in their home for Thanksgiving. And uh and so they put out uh, uh each of the the um county sheriffs put out a statement. It was the same statement, but it was each sheriff's office putting it out saying basically we encourage people to follow these these uh these um guidelines and and orders to help slow the spread of COVID-19, but it would be impossible and unconstitutional for us to enforce these. So we're not gonna. And uh Andrew Cuomo apparently doesn't know the definitions to words because he said, I believe that law enforcement officer violates his or her constitutional duty to not violate the Constitution. I don't consider them a law enforcement officer because you don't have the right to pick laws that you think you will enforce and you don't enforce laws that you don't agree with. Right. That's not a law enforcement officer. That's a dictator. Putting aside the fact that sheriffs, that this is what sheriffs do, and it's actually a time-honored tradition that sheriffs decide whether or not the laws that they're given to enforce meet the muster of, of the constitutional test. It's actually part of their job. I don't think he knows what a dictator is. I don't think he knows what a dictator is because he literally He's said all the opposite of a dictator. Yeah. Someone who decides to not... <laughs> Inf- I saw a fringe um, upon the rights of the people. And uh, Atlas shrugged uh, the words, the words of today were the opposite of what the words used to be or something. I don't remember exactly. Um, but somebody was bringing that up uh, to that post that we made on muddied waters media on Facebook and, or on Instagram. I don't remember which one, but uh, they were saying, yeah, we, this is the exact opposite. This is just like Atlas shrugged. And I was like, man, we are getting, we are getting, like we hit 1984 Patriot Act time period, like Big Brothers watching you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, and we are we are hitting Atlas Shrugged levels. Oh, we are very much in the war is is peace, ignorance is uh, is is uh, wisdom or ignorance is strength 
you know, right. uh, we're very much in that territory. I mean, listen, you have people that literally have been participating, and I'm not saying all of them, but many of there's been a high correlation of people who have been participating for months in protests during a pandemic, in protests, big protests against police brutality and against a militarized police state. And there's a high correlation. And I say this as someone who has participated in these, in many of these protests and even organized some of, helped organize some of my own. There's a high correlation between those who have done that, who are now very, very big mad about the fact that the police have said that they're not going to do door-to-door raids during Thanksgiving to make sure that people's homes don't have too many family members in it. Which, by the way, would would help spread COVID-19. If you had police going to every home <laughs> that had a bunch of cars in it, that would help spread COVID-19. And if you took those people out and didn't socially distance with them and you held them real close and you put them in a, in a car and put them in a cage together... That's going to spread it even more. So the the you know this is very much an example of the cure being far worse than the thing that it's trying to solve, and yet they're very very upset about this opportunity that they're not taking to engage in massive police brutality. So yes, no, we are very much in 1984 territory. Oh man, I can't believe I didn't put this in here. Did you see uh, Newsom, Gavin Newsom's apology? apology 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 for 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 our audio listeners who are listening on anchor.fm slash muddied waters or any of your favorite podcasting apps well we did the finger quotes around apology there um (laughs) but uh did you watch that was the most pathetic apology i have ever seen for somebody you know violating their own rules Mm. that 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 it was so bad that the sign language interpreter that was up in the corner even was like, come on, man, really? You're making me say this too. <laughs> um, oh, that's someone's response to it. So basically he said, uh, let's see. What did he said? I want to apologize to you because I need to pre- preach. Oh, and a little bit of per- perspective here, a little bit of context. Uh, shortly after Gavin Newsom told everyone to stay home until further notice, he went out with several dozen aides and, uh, and, um, uh, and friends and donors, uh, to a fine restaurant called, um, French Laundry. And they actually had remained, he had them open just to serve him and his elite friends. And so his response to that was what I want to apologize to you because I need to preach and practice, not just preach and not practice. And I've done my best to do that. We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Now, at least he admitted that it was wrong. Uh, when, uh, when Andrew Cuomo and, uh, uh, mayor, what's the mayor of New York, uh, Bill de Blasio got caught flouting their restrictions. Uh, their response were, was, uh, something along the lines of, well, we're very important people and we need to be able to get out and do things and we're being tested regularly. So it's safe. Okay, great. Can we get tested regularly and then be able to do what we want? No. Huh? Oh, Oh, so. it's fine. I was tested today. No, sorry. You still have to be. Out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and in fact, there, the CDC is now announcing that these lockdowns should continue. 
even after the vaccine is out there, this 95% effective vaccine that we're told will end the spread of COVID-19, for some reason, they're still going to make us wear masks and stay six feet away from each other and do the lockdowns and not get into groups of people because now, it's totally for your safety. Did I'm actually going to have to look this up. Did the CDC say that we should postpone Thanksgiving? I don't know if they specifically said that. I know that Anthony Fauci, Fauci Anthony Fauci, uh, Fauci has been eh, Fauci uh, has been saying that uh, has been saying that you know large gatherings are bad and that the the travel um, you know doing the, the the mass travel and the airports and so forth uh, is, is not good. Here's I'm going to give my own personal perspective, and I'm never going to tell you what you should do. I'm going to tell you that uh, for the last six months, I have been to 35 states, well over 60 campaign stops, have interacted well within six feet of something like 15,000 people, often without a mask on. I have been tested multiple times for COVID-19, including when I've gotten back, and I have always tested negative because... I regularly washed my hands and sanitized my hands in between washing my hands. I didn't touch my face. I didn't get up in other people's faces. If I saw anyone that was coughing or sniffling, I stayed very far away from them. And that's pretty much it. I did what a man who has MS and doesn't want to get sick unnecessarily has been doing what I've been doing for years now. Then I didn't get it. Now, I'm not saying that that's a good idea. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm saying that when you are deciding uh, what you should be doing, you should be factoring in experiences that people are having in how easily or not so easily this virus even spreads in the first place. Uh, In addition, we should never be judging other people and making top-down, arbitrarily defined government decisions on what they should or should not be able to do, especially when that same government, their officials routinely flout these restrictions whenever they see fit. And Jay Adam Weggs, uh, you can say whatever you want. We're not going to stop. you. Yes. You can, you can say it's a good idea. You can say it's a bad idea, whatever. Like, you absolutely can. It, it, it is totally up to you to decide. And I've had none of our business. I've had people that said, hey, listen, I think what you did was very uh, 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 um, irresponsible, even though, again, I never got it. Uh, none of my crew ever got it. My wife didn't get it. Uh, our None of our events have been traced to any kind of you know super spreader event or anything like that. And very often the people uh, that are telling me I was irresponsible didn't have the same thing to say about the, uh, the pro-Biden extravaganzas that happened around the country, uh, nor any of the protests, uh, because those are okay. And I believe those are okay. I think you should be able to make that determination, even if whether or not I even agree with, with, with why you're doing it, you should be able to decide for yourself what is or is not safe. This is not contagion. This is not a virus that is going to kill one out of every five people that gets it. And that spreads as easily as the common cold does. And meanwhile, if it did spread that easily, there's nothing we could do about it anyway. Right. You can stay inside and get the cold. It's in the air. Uh, I'm saying that given the reality of this virus, you should have enough leeway to be able to make these choices for yourself. 
speaking of people who are dying who don't have the choice to make themselves. Yeah. yeah. Alfred Alfred Bourgeois. I think Bourgeois. Bourgeois, right? Bourgeois, That's what I was thinking. Bourgeois. Yeah. Alfred Bourgeois, Bourgeois, Corey Johnson, and Dustin John Higgs have all been scheduled for death by the federal government. Um, all three of them will be executed by January 15th, uh, five days before Biden is scheduled to take office, uh, assuming that Sidney Powell is wrong. Um, and if all three of them have been brought to fruition, Mm-hmm. That means that the Trump administration will have put a total of 13 people to death over the course of the last seven months. And that's a that's a recent rec- recent high, right? That is to find anything close. You have to go to the 19th century. Wow. Too bad they weren't turkeys. Right. At least one of them would have been pardoned. Or at least commuted. Or at least commuted to life in prison, yeah. Now, and before we get into this, I am not for pardoning any of these three men. Not even a little bit. Oh, and letting them free? Yeah, no, assuming they did what they've been accused of doing, they're horrific things. Right. Alfred, I will tell you what the arguably the worst one did. Alfred Bourgeois. He... He lost a paternity case where he found out that he was the father. He was the father. He was the father. So okay. he had to pay uh he had to pay child support. He beat a two and a half year old to death. Oh gosh. Awful person. Awful person. Yeah. Not saying that any of these three men should be pardoned, assuming that they all did what they did. I believe at the very minimum he did um but that doesn't mean that any of these three men should be executed by the state right um all three of them have claimed that they have uh intellectual deficiency and Corey johnson he tested a 69 iq back in high school now for a point of reference forrest gump in Forrest Gump had a 75 yeah. IQ when Sally Field nailed the principal to get him into school. Yeah, 69 is a severe cognitive deficiency. Right. However, what he is accused of is murdering like nine people to expand his drug empire. I mean, I, I guess what he made up, what he lacked in brains, he made up for in murdering people. Right. <laughs> or selling drugs. Or selling drugs. Uh, or selling drugs. And with Dustin John Higgs, mm-hmm. he never actually pulled the trigger on anybody. He did supply the gun and ordered the shooter who only got life in prison to make sure they were dead. Now, now the... the- yeah, obviously, go, go ahead. Now, granted, the person who testified to that was the shooter, 
who got a pretty sweet deal for murdering three people. So imagine someone shoots, kills, murder someone, and then says, yeah, that person, you, they accuse you of being the one to give them the gun and say to, to do it, and they get a sweet deal, and you get, get the, the death, death penalty. penalty. That's That one is suspect that one's, as hell. That one is very suspect. That one is that very, one is very, very suspect. suspect. Now, uh, Biden and many of his team, as they have said multiple times throughout the 2020 campaign uh they are anti-death penalty so what it looks like is that the trump administration is just going on a mini spree yeah right before many of them are looking for new employment yeah here is the problem with the death penalty First of all, there are many, many. Yeah, there there are many things wrong with the death penalty. Let's just talk before we get into the 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 moral aspect of it. Let's just talk or the philosophical aspect of it. God forbid we end up these three people get executed, and then after their death, evidence comes out that shows that they didn't do it. However likely or unlikely that may be, right? It is impossible to unkill them. If they're in prison, turns out they didn't do it. You can't give back the years that were taken from them, but you can let them go and maybe even give them a settlement for to make up for some of the lost time so they can go and try to rebuild their life. When they're dead, you can't do that. You can, I guess, give to their survivors. That's not really good. That's That's not nearly enough. And... There have been many, many times that in retrospect, it turned out they didn't do it. Um, there was a case, uh, the one I keep talking about that was very recent earlier this month, a man named Nathaniel Woods, who was executed in Alabama. And he was executed for the murder of three police officers in 2000. The murder happened, I think, in 2004. He was executed earlier this year. Except he didn't do it. And no one claimed he did it. And the shooter said that he didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, That the shooter just shot the officers who were uh, beating him. But that he didn't know that was going to happen. He didn't say for it to happen. He had nothing to do with it. He was just there being arrested and beaten. He got the death penalty. His The shooter was not allowed to testify at his trial because the shooter was saying straight up he had nothing to do with it. Nate had nothing to do with it. Not not the shooter. The shooter was admitting he did it, and he actually got the death penalty too. Right. But he, had, he, he was willing to admit that only he was the one involved in it, and Nate had nothing to do with it. So they wouldn't allow – the judge wouldn't allow him to testify at Nate's trial. There were other officers who said that they didn't think that Nate had anything to do with it. They weren't allowed to testify at Nate's trial. None of Nate's witnesses, none of his evidence, nothing he submitted was allowed to be entered into evidence. The only evidence that the state submitted that Nate was guilty of murdering these officers was that earlier in the day, he had yelled and sworn at those officers there were four officers four of them got shot and three of them died their evidence was that he swore at them earlier in the day 
they executed him after years, over a decade of appeals. This is a extreme conclusion of what happens when you give the government the ability to decide who gets to live and who gets to die. It often gets used against those who have the least ability to fight back against it, whether or not they're innocent, whether or not they're guilty. Nate Woods mm-hmm. was a poor, a, a poor, I believe homeless, uh, but he was definitely a poor uh, black man who was addicted to drugs and probably didn't have a penny to his name. So they, and they needed, uh, you know, they needed blood after the, the, the outrageous murder of three police officers. They had to throw some, some blood to the crowd and so they convicted him and executed him 15 years later. That and alone is enough reason for me to say that there should not be a death penalty. These people here, let's assume they, that these three did everything they've been accused of. Put them in jail for the rest of their lives. Don't ever give them parole. And, you know, let them, you know, uh, they're a danger to the public. Keep them away from the public. If it turns out that one of them didn't do it, you're able to actually let them go and they can go live their lives instead of going up to their grave and saying, hey, we found out you didn't do it. And for those of you out there who are the fiscally responsible, the fiscally conservative libertarians, um, it costs more money. Way more. To, yeah, a lot more. uh, To uh, hold an execution, to, to take somebody from arrest to execution than it does to keep them in jail for the rest of their lives. Yep. Because the the uh, security protocol in death row is a lot higher, and they have to have a re, uh, um, a um, um they, they have to be they have an, to be an appeal. Like, so- they get to have an appeal every single year automatically. I was gonna say automatically they get a, it's is it every single year? Yeah, every every year they are entitled to, they had, to an yeah, appeal. I knew they had a certain amount of appeals. I wasn't sure how many it was but yeah they get an appeal that is paid for by the taxpayers yep yep yep. on top of them being in jail for this time and then to actually go through everything and then uh to kill them you are in fact spending a lot more money than just leaving them in jail forever so when people say screw leaving them in jail then they're a tax burden which i just read in the comments literally killing them is more of a tax burden than it is to leave them there and And there are people out there and there are people out there who say yeah but you don't think that jeffrey dahmer deserved to get the death penalty okay so what you are talking about is less than one percent of all people who have gotten the death penalty yeah i guess osama bin laden in the comments um again (laughs) that's going to be an even lower no even lower percentage and if you say, okay, you can give the death penalty to people like Jeffrey Dahmer and people like Osama bin Laden. It would be a tiny fraction. If you said that if they killed three or more people that they could be eligible for the death penalty, that would be a tiny fraction, a, 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 a single digit fraction of the, of the people that are in death row. Yes. Yep. And if you just gave the state a small amount, a small a, a, a small taste of yes, you can you you can uh, have the death penalty for people who have killed more than four people in one string or whatever, and uh, terrorists like Osama bin Laden who attacked the country, they will take that and they will run with it. 
Remember yeah. earlier in this year when uh, they tried to label anybody who was Antifa as a terrorist? Yep. Anyone who Antifa- was under the, the, the umbrella of anti-fascism, because uh, there is no actual Antifa organization. There are people who identify with Antifa in a similar way that if there are people who identify with the Tea Party or identify with the uh, with Black Lives Matter. There are some Black Lives Matter organizations and groups. There are some Tea Party organizations and groups. There are some Antifa organizations and groups. Uh, but there is, you know, the, 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 their common threads are very loose and they're not an actual organization and yep. if you're technically, you know, again, we've seen how government I- interpretation of things are. If you call yourself against fascism and the government wants to have a reason to pin you and you've said that you're against fascism, I guarantee you they're going to call you Antifa, label you a terrorist, terrorist. And take away your right to due process, have you waterboarded and tortured and put in Gitmo and wherever else they want to do with you because they gave and themselves then, the authority to do that. And then federally murder you. And then federally murder you. Yeah. So, so the death penalty, and I want everybody to know, I was, I used to be pro death penalty. Yeah, I was too. For, yep. for a good portion of my life, I was pro death penalty, and uh, I started, I started doing a lot of research, and I did some, uh, I did some research with conservatives concerned about the death penalty. Uh, Hannah Cox, mm-hmm. who I believe is the national director there now, I, she, I know she has a great job there now. Yeah, um, yeah, she's with she's with. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly where, but she's in leadership of conservatives concerned about the death penalty. Right. Uh, I I spoke with her a bunch, and I spoke with uh, Demetrius Minor, who used to be with Americans for Prosperity, and he was doing some work with conservatives conservatives concerned about the death penalty. Yep. And uh, in my talks with them, I started realizing that I was wrong, and I had been, and it, it's totally fine because now I can speak at a I don't want to say enlightened, but a more educated right. point of view. And I can say that, yes, you know, it's not okay for the state to murder anybody. It's not okay for that to happen. And being that I'm all, I've always said, but they're a tax burden. You had same exact arguments that I saw in the comments, you know, it shouldn't yep, be yep, on yep. the taxpayer dime. Blah, it blah, costs blah. more. It costs it more. Costs yep. more. And, and a large that, number of the cases I, have been overturned many, very often after that they after they've been executed. That those two things alone, it costs more, and there is a high rate of false uh, 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 of false convictions in those cases. A lot of people get railroaded in the yes. death penalty cases, and they typically are people that don't have the means to fight it themselves, and so they get railroaded because the DA Kamala Harris, your incoming vice president, twice had black, two two different black men convicted of murder on charges that she knew they didn't commit. She and her DA's office illegally sat on evidence that would have exonerated them. She had the two convicted. So there's two examples, courtesy of the Biden-Harris administration, who is now ostensibly anti-death penalty, as to why we shouldn't have a death penalty. Now, someone mentioned in the in the comments that I'm not... Uh, pro-death penalty by the state, but there are instances when people should be killed for their actions. I think if someone is in the midst of trying to harm people and they have to die as a result of that, sure, I have no problem with that. That happens a lot. You know, someone breaks into your home, they're threatening your life, you kill them, that's fine. Or someone's killing someone and you're stopping them, that's, that's one thing. After the fact, 
you have to factor in that what if they didn't actually do it? Because we're assuming whenever we say someone needs to needs to pay for, you know, for whatever crime they've committed, we're assuming that they actually did it. And especially with just the sheer number of false convictions that happen, especially for capital murder offenses. That alone should be a reason to say, okay, listen, even if in other other circumstances, if I knew for certain this person did this, I really wouldn't care that they got executed or that they died in the in the in the in the, the course of do, trying to do this. There's a chance they didn't do it, and that alone is a reason to just keep them in jail for the rest of their natural lives. And if it ever turns out they didn't do it, then we can let them go, and they're still alive, and we can actually do that. That alone is enough reason for me. And yes, from a fiscal conservative standpoint, it costs less to just keep them in prison for the rest of their lives. Because keep in mind, keep in mind, the death penalty, the death row is basically a supermax prison. Prisoners yes. are assigned; each prisoner is assigned a handful of of guards that really only work with them and a couple other people. They are in their own cell. The security protocols that are in place, there are far fewer uh, inmates in a death row wing than in a similarly sized and staffed wing in another part of the prison. For every year someone is in death row, it's something like 10 years of being in regular, regular maximum security prison. So with the average being, I think, 7 to 10 years of appeals before someone's executed, sometimes much longer, this is the equivalent of having them in prison for multiple lifetimes. So it's, it's, it, it's, it's costing money. Um, it is, and again, it, what if they didn't do it? What if 10 what, years later we find it? out we didn't do it? Nate Woods, no one ever said he did it, and they still executed him because they could. Nate Woods, if nothing else, Nate Woods is a reason to say no. No death penalty. So, so speaking of, of uh, nixing something, we don't have a, a, a Chris Reynolds attorney at law call-in moment, right? We don't. But for anybody out there, did you do a Chris Reynolds plug? Oh, crap. This episode is also brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you live in Florida and you need a personal injury attorney, if you've been injured personally in any way that might require you to get compensated financially for it, Chris Reynolds can help you with that. Go to ChrisReynoldsLaw.com or just look for that smiling face right that there. Smiling face. He, he'll probably be in your, like if you're in the hospital, you'll probably wake up and he'll be like, I am Chris Reynolds. I can help you. Remember me? That's what I can. I can tell you were personally injured, friend. Yeah. And I'm going to get you the money that you need because I'm Chris Reynolds, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. And you're in my, my neck of the woods in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. I'm going to get you the money that you deserve for the for the injury that you've personally suffered for the, per- for the personal injury that you've personally suffered that you've personally suffered in Florida. So we don't have any call-ins for, for that segment, but, um, but nothing, we don't have any. Segment. So somebody in the comments said Emmett Till and Emmett Till is a different scenario. That's a different, that's a different scenario that's because a, yeah. he was not put to death by, he wasn't put to death by the uh, the government person. No, he like was lynched. Yeah, yeah. He w- he was lynched by townspeople 
He was lynched by townspeople because somebody, a woman said that he whistled at her as yep, she walked yep. out of a convenience store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then 60 years later, she said, oh, yeah, I made that up. Now, that is, that's horrendous and awful. Do not mistake what I'm saying here. It is that that is horrendous and awful and that should not happen. But that is not the same as the that's federal government. That's not the death penalty. Yep. That is yep. not the death penalty. Yeah. Yep. But you are well, right. It's the death penalty was- being carried out by a lynch mob, but it's not the yes. government seizing upon someone, right. holding them for years, and then casually just saying, okay, well, we're going to kill them now because they've reached the magic date we set to kill them. Right. It's still a horrific thing. It's just a different horrific thing. Correct. We are anti-lynching on this show. Yes, very This is much an so. anti-lynching program. Oh, okay. I meant more of how uh, minorities how minorities end up being wrongly prosecuted. Yeah, exactly. Much higher rate. Yeah, yes. much, much, much higher, higher rate of overturned prosecutions and, and many ex post facto, like many of them after the person has either uh, fulfilled their sentence or died in prison or been executed. Correct. It's, it's really bad. There's, you know, we've seen far too many times and it's not always people of color. It's not always poor people, but it tends to be poor people and people of color who are railroaded when the police are looking for someone to pin something on. They just pick someone that they don't care about that doesn't have the means to fight back against it. And uh, that's a problem. Yes. Speaking of a problem, it's this is a real problem. Speaking of a problem that's going to lead to a lot of people dying, whew, buckle up. I mean, you're it. not wrong, but ooh. I mean, re- like... Yeah, you, you are right. It's true. For anyone who thought that there was going to be any solidarity in the cabinet picks... Buckle up, because we've got a segment for you. Yeah. So, for anybody who is hoping that, Joe, if you don't vote for me, you ain't Black Biden, um, was going to hold true to his criminal justice reform promises of his campaign, get ready for Merrick Garland as the Attorney General. And uh, some of these are still just rumors. We don't know, but this is one name that you have seen floated a lot for this position. Yeah. So now, according to Damon Root of Reason, written back in 2016, when Merrick Garland was nominated for the Supreme Court, he had this to say. In the area of criminal law, for example, Garland's votes have frequently come down on the side of prosecutors and police in 2010 when garland was reported to be under consideration to replace retiring justice john paul stevens scotus blog founder tom goldston observed that judge garland rarely votes in favor of criminal defendants uh, appeals of their appeals of their convictions that was a tough sentence to say yeah that um, was that was more difficult than one expected but it's right also, Judge Garland, every time I read it, my brain says Judy. <laughs> Judge, Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Judy Garland uh, had a lot to say about this. Uh, so here you have, this is what we talk about. So, you know, Joe Biden, who talks about the inhumanity of the Donald Trump immigration policy, uh, has put uh, as his immigration advisor on his transition team, the woman who defended uh, uh, Barack Obama building and ca- building cages and separating families and putting children in cages. 
in a similar fashion, Joe Biden, who has been going around saying that he's going to reform all the criminal just injustices that happened as a result of all the laws that he has been passing uh, over the past several decades, uh, he has picked, he is likely to pick Merrick Garland as his attorney general, someone who has been incredibly uncharitable to criminal defendants and their uh, right to be presumed guilty uh, until proven innocent or to, to have a, you know, a, a ability to effectively appeal their conviction. So if you were been protesting out in the streets for the people that are being see, railroaded by our justice system, you got screwed bad. Seize your means over on Twitter or on Periscope says judge Judy Garland. It checks out. And that is, that's why it's happening. That's yeah. That's, that's judge what's Judy happening Garland. in my brain. Judge, Judy judge, judge, Judy, Judy Garland. Um, but yes. Um, so, you know, like Spike said, it, if you thought that Biden was going to be any better, he's not. He's not. He's not. And he is putting in somebody who has proven himself time after time after time after time to not be what he has been promising. And now in some ways he'll actually be worse because the media will talk about how he's bringing respectability and kindness back to government while he does all the stuff that Trump's been doing. But he just talks nice about it. And now on some things, he might be better, like, for example, gun laws, because even though he's going to try to push some very strict gun restrictions, in theory, anyway, the Republicans are actually going to fight back against him, as opposed to Donald Trump, who, when he introduced more gun control regulations and executive orders than the past four presidents before him, they did nothing. And the NRA endorsed him. Now, thanks to Trump's precedent that he set, Joe Biden may just do it all by executive order. And now you're really screwed. Thanks, Trump. In, in all fairness, that has been a precedent that was slowly getting worse and worse and worse from George Washington. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, executive orders writ right. large, absolutely. But specifically on gun control. Donald Trump was the first on one control, to, yes. to start, using gun, uh, the, start using the regulatory uh, hammer to basically create gun control without any right. legislative oversight. Anyone who thinks yes. Joe Biden's not about to take that and run with it, I hope you got your guns already. Yes. Now, now good news is <laughs> people people might be thinking, well, that's the attorney general. Yeah, that's going to be awful for criminal justice. But, but our foreign policy, we are going to be loved and respected worldwide now that Trump is not going to be in office. Yeah. Well, the Secretary of Defense looks like it's going to be what, people in their tough last names. Michelle Flournay, uh, Under Secretary of Defense for Policy in Obama's first term. Now, when uh, asked about it, Rep- Rep- uh, Representative Ro Khanna, who was co-chair of Bernie Sanders' campaign for the White House, said... Flournay supported the war in Iraq and Libya, criticized Obama on Syria, not going into Syria, not going far enough yep. in Syria. For not being enough helped, of a war hawk, yeah. Yep, and helped craft the surge in Afghanistan. Um, I want to support the president's picks, but will Flournay now commit to a full withdrawal of Afghanistan and a ban on arms sales to the Saudis to end the Yemen war? No. 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 She won't. No, she will not. She won't. And... If you want any evidence of that, 
take a look at the new secretary, well, the proposed secretary of state, Tony, Tony Blinken. Blinken. These are some, Blinken. Fun, well, at least he picked some fun names. Yeah, it's, that is new. Now, Tony Blinken, uh, in his role in the NSC under Obama and as Deputy Secretary of State, this is from Politico, by the way, Blinken advocated for more robust U.S. involvement in the Syria conflict and notably broke with his boss, Biden, to support the armed intervention in Libya. He was also a close aide to Biden when the then senator supported the U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003. He continues to believe that diplomacy needs to be supplemented by deterrence and force can be a necessary adjunct to effective diplomacy. In Syria, we rightly sought to avoid another Iraq by not doing too much, but we made the opposite error of doing too little. Too little in Syria. Too little in Syria. These are two people who actually, while that they worked in the Obama-Biden administration, they actually criticized Obama and Biden for not being even bigger neocon for, uh, war hawks. Now, in, I believe it was the Washington Post today. Yep. It was the Washington Post or the New York Times. They had a headline that said something uh, that said Biden is getting together the foreign policy team that Obama wished he had. This is the man that everybody says going to bring the world back together. And let me be clear, we're going to bring everybody together and the world is going to love us again and whatever. Say what you want about Donald Trump. Like, yes, he didn't pull us out of any wars, but he yep. didn't start a new one. No, he, he uh, expanded the U.S.-sponsored genocide in yes. Yemen. Uh, yes. He expanded, he surged and then ended the surge uh, in Afghanistan. Right. Uh, did a similar thing in Iraq. He uh, provoked and threatened to provoke war with Iran and at times with North Korea. But he didn't actually start a new war, which is solid C-plus by Republican you know, standards. Right, yeah. The fact that no new war was started... That is the greatest baseline we can go on since. Hang on. Carter? Carter? Ford, yeah. Like Ford. Ford and or Carter, yeah. Yeah, Ford and or Carter. Yeah, Ford, Ford yeah. or Carter. Ford or Carter, that is yep. The greatest, like, that is, granted, it is the most minuscule of accomplishments oh if someone had to say to me what is the thing that what is the best thing that happened while donald trump no clinton no we bosnia and serbia yep yep and uh uh somalia and somalia yeah and somalia Somalia. um uh uh if someone said to me what's the best thing that happened under under donald trump i would say he only he only expanded some of the existing wars and maintained the the rest of them. He didn't start any new ones, which yes. is sad that that's the greatest thing or that it's not common with other presidents. But but he did. We're about to have an expansion of wars. There's going to be more wars. We're probably going to end up in in war with Iran. We're probably going to end up in some in one or more African countries. And the whole time it's going to and, and probably back somewhere in Eastern Europe. Uh, I was going to say, I could see us being in Syria. Provoking threats. Yeah, oh, definitely in Syria. Provoking threats uh, uh, with um, 
provoking threats with with Russia thanks to this peace deal that happened between Israel and the the UAE uh that opens up all sorts of new military cooperation for uh neocon warhawk policy across the Middle East and Central Asia we're about to have a bunch of new wars now i am not willing to say that we will go to war with iran because I, I I don't I don't think we're going to go to war with Iran. I think that there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of saber rattling, though. There's going to be a lot of saber. So uh, the woman and I didn't put it in here because it wasn't this one was not anywhere close to being like definite. But the woman that seems to be leading for UN was one of the women who brokered the Iran nuclear deal. Good. And Biden has said, I want to get back into the Iran nuclear deal. And if that happens. No way. Absolutely no way. We get oh, if the away. nuclear deal happens, no. Iran gets their nukes eventually, which is... We here at Muddy Waters Media believe about nukes the same way we believe about guns. We yep. believe that the when you try to have one entity that wants to have all the thing, in this case nukes, it's because they want to be able to attack everyone with impunity. It makes sense why North Korea would want nukes. It would make sense why Iran wants nukes. It makes sense why these smaller countries want nukes because they're surrounded by much bigger countries who are threatening to bomb and destabilize and invade them. Right. Of course they want nukes. That's why they want nukes. If if I believe that J. Adam Weggs over on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, should be able to have his own nukes. Why not Iran? Why not Iran? And we are not friends of the Iranian regime. We are saying that maybe stop trying to scare everyone into getting nukes because they don't want you to invade them. That would probably be a great way to stop nuclear proliferation is to stop giving them the reason to get nukes. Nukes are very expensive to develop and maintain. And there's a, a, a major foreign policy capital loss that happens as a result of it because people are worried about why you're getting them. And, you know, it leads to embargoes and all sorts of other things, but it keeps you from being toppled. Right. And your country being destroyed. That's why they're doing it. So maybe stop destroying and toppling people and invading and bombing people. And they won't be so quick to get a nuke. Imagine if you were constantly throwing rocks at your neighbor's house and firing into the windows. And you heard that they were building a machine gun. Maybe they wouldn't be doing that if you weren't constantly attacking them. Or threatening to attack them. Correct. So the Iran nuclear deal happens. We slow walk to Iran getting nukes a few years from now. They announce, hey, now we have nukes. And now that ends. And we probably end up start, hopefully, maybe start pulling some of the troops that are surrounding their country back because we don't want our troops to get nuked. Probably not, but one can dream. Yep. But at least we won't end up in war in Iran. Iran. Um, Alejandro Mayorkas. 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 Tough last names Biden's picking here. Uh, looks like he's going to become the Secretary of Homeland Security uh, should the Senate decide to to uh, to confirm these people, mm-hmm. which Marco Rubio is already saying, nah, I ain't going to do that. Um, he served as the department's deputy secretary during the Obama administration. Uh, he would be the first Latino secretary in the department's nearly 18-year history. And, oh, wait, he did intervene in an investigation over uh, foreign companies who backed Democratic candidates. Of course he did. Right. Now, interestingly enough, Alejandro Mayorkas, 
um, uh, uh, Michelle Flournay, uh, we're seeing a lot of we're seeing a common thread, and it keeps getting mentioned in in the reports that Joe Biden is appointing a unprecedented number of women and people of color and members of the LGBTQ community, and that's great. Yeah. We joke that you know Republicans like to uh, you know cage and murder uh, poor people of color around the world and, and here, and that Democrats uh, appoint uh, black trans women of color to be the jailers and bombers and shout "Yes, slay queen," and that's basically what's happening now. That is what is happening now. It now, is the- woke corporatist neocon fascism with a veneer of plur- pluralism and, and, and tolerance and inclusionism. And it's there's nothing wrong with the fact that they're appointing people of color or LGBTQ or anything else. It's that they're using it to hide behind the fact that they are pushing and expanding a fascist imperialist policies here and abroad. And just basically putting blackface on it. Essentially. Essentially. Now, my personal favorite, again, not this has not been announced and it's only a, uh, many people believe this is what's going to happen. The Secretary of Transportation could be, in fact, Eric Garcetti, who, if you don't know who Eric Garcetti is, he is the mayor of Los Angeles because when I think of a place that has great transportation with little congestion, the first place that comes to my mind is L.A. L- L.A. Land LA. of land of where road rage began. Right. Le- L.A. stands for land of arriving very late. <laughs> Going to be the secretary, secretary of, transportation. of transportation. Wow. And also, if you had to take a guess, just sound off in the comments. If you had to take a guess at the ethnicity of Biden's supposed HUD pick, what would you guess? And do you remember when Trump got in trouble for the exact same thing? Yep. Anarcho Ferret over on Twitch. He was on top of that one. Yes, that is correct. Um, And... It would not surprise me, just like it didn't surprise me with Trump, if he saw the word urban and he went with somebody African-American. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran with with some bad dudes. No, he ran with some bad... Corn Pop was a bad dude. He ran with some bad boys. Did he say boys? I think he said boys. He ran with some bad boys. I think that was it. Wait, wait, wait. Did he say boys? Corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran with some bad. I think he said boys. I don't, I don't, man, we don't have that video anymore, do we? I mean, far enough back, probably. Fair. I got, hold on. I'm going to find this. Okay. So everybody who's out there that's been saying, and if you look anywhere, if you look at CNN, if you look at uh, New York Times, if you look um, at Vox, Axios, wherever, they have been all been saying, oh, with uh, with Tony 
with Tony Blinken being picked as the Secretary of State, you see that Biden is trying to take this country into an all new direction. No, he's not. No, he is absolutely not. He is trying to take us back. He is trying to take us back to a time in American history where we bombed whoever where we bombed anybody as long as the price it for it that we received was good. This was the area, and I was one of the guards your board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the, damn, uh, the darn cement over there. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Wow. Boys, I have heard that thing so many times. I was like... I am 90% certain he says boys. You're a bunch of bad boys. And if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. black. And he's about to be the president. Yes. Yes, he is. Because he's not Trump. Because he's not Trump. And a bunch of people voted for Donald Trump, who massively expanded government in every sector. Because he's not Biden. Man, if only there were like a third party. that i don't know i don't know who that would be was the opposite of all this right now like a like again a, like a liberty party we got like a party that wanted a more liberty based policies a a libertarian Now, again, we're going back to the many, you know, many of these people, they've worked with Clinton, they've worked with Obama, uh, they've worked with Clinton, they've worked with Obama, they were working with Hillary Clinton. Uh, it would not surprise me to find out some of these people worked with Bush in some way. Oh, we are I'm going, sure. yeah. yeah, we are going back to the neocon, neolib foreign yep. policy yep. and becoming the police of the world all mm-hmm. over again. Yep. And what will be interesting to see is... All of the liberals who have been out there saying, oh, Trump's a dictator. He just wants to blow up the world. We shouldn't give him the the button to the nukes. All of those people are going to be silent about every new war that gets started under Biden. And every single Republican that supported the wars by Bush and Bush and Reagan and anybody and anybody else and throughout the entire thing said, well, if Trump wants to go after Iran, I would support it. Or if Trump wants to go, uh, if Trump's selling weapons to the Saudis in order to commit genocide in Yemen, I support it because Trump, they will be so far against everything that Biden is doing and they will be screaming it in the streets while the liberals sit there at home because it is no longer about what is right for this country in their eyes. It is about what is right for their party. And the party has now become more important than the country. Yep. Yep. And the interesting thing is that the two parties work together all day long. It's all just theater for their respective sides to fight on. What, what I just you- got the weird. So I just got the weirdest notification and it said, how did Scott Peterson get COVID money? And Scott Peterson, if anybody remembers, murdered his wife and said he was on a fishing trip in California. That's Scott Peterson? That's I, that's Scott Peterson. Well, now I want to look into this. Right, so. yeah. I, I just, it, it came up and I read it because I'll read the headlines in case there's something breaking that we need to report on immediately. And Scott Peterson California got sent jobless benefits to death row inmates. 
Now, I want to point out that Scott Peterson should not be murdered by the state. I also don't feel as though Scott Peterson should be getting jobless benefits from the state. Is he on death row? Yeah, he was sentenced to death. In yeah, he was sentenced to death row. Because he yeah, got... he's... What's yeah, he going to do Lebel? with it? He's in death row. He's going to put it into his commissary and get extra oodles of noodles. He's going to get that top ramen and some Doritos and some hot sauce. Okay. He's going to mix up some prison sauce or whatever well, it's called. Speaking of prison, I know some of this stuff has probably been depressing for everyone to hear. This entire show, like I have laughed a lot during this show, but this is a really depressing show. It's a show. terrible show. This is This terrible. is all bad things. <laughs> This is all bad things. But thankfully, Matt, more than likely, uh, Joe Biden is going to finally put Donald Trump in jail, right? Well, one would think that. However, a new report says that President-elect Joe Biden does not want to investigate President Donald Trump when he leaves office out of concerns that it will further divide the country. And that is what we here at Muddied Waters, like to call bullshit. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to go to jail right after they lock Hillary up, right after they put Obama away, right after George Bush is tried for war crimes. They do this every single time. And the Can- very moment their election is solidified they go well i'm not gonna do that that would divide america after spending months saying these people are criminals they belong in jail the american people need to see that when people in power do bad things they're held accountable and then they get into office and they go well not that kind of accountable we can't actually do that and the reason is because should much like with Donald Trump going after Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Should Donald Trump have gone after Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden would have gone after Donald Trump. If Joe Biden went after Donald Trump, whoever came next would go after Joe Biden yes. because you do not get into that office without doing something that should land you in federal prison. Multiple things. Multiple things. Or you, when you're in office, you're doing things that are so against the Constitution, they could be called treason and you would have to end up in federal prison so they will continue to not prosecute their own and to prove that let's just take a look at history yep because how many former presidents have gone to prison for crimes they have committed if anybody can name one I will we'd, rethink my entire thought process on this. We'd like to hear about it. <laughs> I would love to hear about it. We've never heard of it. Let's talk. We, we, we've, we've mentioned the genocide in Yemen a few times. Yes. But a lot of people may not know what we're talking about. The U.S. government is providing training, arms, uh, weaponry, and, uh, and, and funding to the Saudi government and another group called Al-Qaeda. So that they can slowly and steadily destroy the civil infrastructure of Yemen. 
they're not attacking military targets. They're attacking like bridges and uh, and and factories and hospitals and schools, everything you need to have a functioning society. So that the people of Yemen are dying from bombs sometimes, but most of them are dying from things like easily preventable illness. They're dying from malnourishment because there's no supply chain for food. They're being starved to death, not just of food, but of everything else you need to be able to function in life. And it's being done by Al-Qaeda. I'm going to say that again. The U.S. government is supplying material support to Al-Qaeda, which is a declared sworn enemy of the United States government and the people of America, which makes what they're doing treason. If you or I were to say, hey, let's give 12 cents to Al-Qaeda, we would go to jail We would go for to giving prison. 12 we, cents. We wouldn't just go to prison. We would go to Gitmo. Yeah. We would very potentially go to Gitmo. We would be denied due process. We would be all sorts of fun stuff that comes. Uh, at, we'd more than likely land in Supermax. We would get some really bad treatment because, understandably, we would have been uh, giving material support to Al-Qaeda. They are giving billions of dollars in support to the Saudi government and Al-Qaeda. And for anybody out there who hasn't heard about this before, you might be sitting there thinking, well, why would Trump do this? It actually started under Obama. The outline began under the Bush administration, but it actually started under Obama. And it continued under Orange Obama and is now going to continue under Very Old Obama. And it is, by any basic definition of the word, treason. Which is why instead they focused on whether or not he threatened to withhold funding from Ukraine because if they focused on the treason a lot of them would go to jail too that's why presidents don't go to jail because other presidents would go to jail they'd all have to go to jail all go to jail most of Congress would go to jail most of the administrations would go to jail a lot of people would go to jail we're talking about the federal death penalty a lot of them would be would be sentenced to death they would definitely be up for it. Although, if you wanted to restore Americans' faith in the political system, it just takes one president to suddenly say, okay, we're going after everybody. We're going after and, everyone. And actually, actually doing it. And if actually- only there were a party that wasn't Republican or Democrat. And has no ties to all of the atrocities and crimes they've committed over the past several decades that if they got into office would have no problem whatsoever with fully investigating and prosecuting anyone who was guilty of federal crimes like treason. If only that party were on all 50 state ballots and... We're easily available for everyone watching this to vote for. 
in every presidential and midterm election. If only. If only. If only. A boy can dream. Patricia Marie said, but the Clintons would kill that president off. Um, you know, hey. <laughs> I, listen. I'm not going to say you're wrong. It's worth the shot. Too bad we don't have somebody to take up the mantle of a third. What we'd call that a third party? A third, a third party, a, 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 a party that stands for liberty, a liberty, a, a liberty leaning, a liberty, a liberty, a liberty leaning party, a, a, a party only, that believes in liberty. There were, was a Jew who, it doesn't have to be a Jew. If only there was someone. If only. Um, if only. So, the, so this is why presidents don't go to jail, and they're not going to go to jail. And it's all, it's the, you know, the, the what, what's the ad? Like, oh, you almost got it. And, uh, and the person with the dollar bill on the thing. Yeah, th- this is what they do to you. And not just on this. They do it on everything. Criminal justice. Right. Oh, oh, almost got it. Uh, yeah. uh, ending the ending the, the, the camps on the border. Oh, oh. Ending the wars. Oh, oh. You know, it, it, it doesn't end. But now, uh, what, definitely what I want to point out. Yep. What I want to point out really quick before we uh, start closing everything out here is that back in 2016, Donald Trump was saying, you know, his people were chanting, lock her up, lock, lock her, her up, up after her Hillary up. Clinton and the email yep. scandals and everything else. Mm-hmm. This year, he wasn't talking Hillary Clinton, which is weird because those crimes are still on the table. Yep. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. they're still out there. Mm-hmm. However, you started hearing a lot more about Obama and the FISA warrants and spying on the Trump campaign and how that was an overreach and that was illegal. Yeah. And then you started hearing about the Joe Biden and the laptop from hell from Hunter Biden. And it was a laptop from hell for somebody. It certainly um, was. Yeah, and I unfortunately watched a lot of those videos. So personally, that was a laptop from hell for me. Um, <laughs> but he started talking about that. Why? Because nobody was going to buy the Hillary Clinton shtick anymore. He needed yeah. to have something new. And so it was Obama and it was Biden. Yep. And if he had won, do you want to know exactly how many of those people would have been in prison? Bagel. The same number of people that he was prosecuting while he was president. Nothing was stopping him from going ahead and doing all this stuff. Hey, I know if I were running for office and someone were running against me and I knew I, I was already in that office and I had evidence that that person committed a whole crap ton of crimes that I could start legitimately prosecuting them for right then and putting them in jail for, I would do that unless it then resulted in it happening to me and everyone else in my party, not to mention everyone else in their party. Yep, It's not going to happen not going to happen until we kick them out of office so folks thanks for tuning in for another amazing episode depressing waters of freedom but depressingly a very a very depressing episode of the muddy waters of freedom i will be on tomorrow night at eight with my special guest vit jedlika who is the president of Liberland? What's that? Can you I'm gonna get try, us I'm passports? Gonna, I'm going to try to get his passports. Okay. I'm going to try to get his passports. He is the president of Liberland, which is, if you've never heard of Liberland, stay tuned tomorrow. Get get Tune in tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. You're going to find out all about it. It's amazing. It is 
hilarious and it's fantastic and i can't wait to interview him and uh so that's happening on uh, on wednesday on uh, thursday it's thanksgiving so no episode of culture of winning because thanksgiving it's thanksgiving like i'm not gonna stop eating and do a show so uh enjoy your you thursday have, enjoy your long weekend you have grown a lot from your first episode on july 4th um <laughs> hey everyone tune into my first show it's I July 4th. I know you're July. not doing anything. There's no way you're doing anything on July 4th. What a weird day to do something on <laughs> right, July 4th. Why would you do something today? So enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday weekend with nine or fewer of your fa- closest family members. Don't go over 10. Do, do not, not go over 10. Do not. Over, COVID knows. And just so everybody knows, next week, next Tuesday, when Spike Cohen and I come together again because that's the only real way to do it is together uh, when <laughs> when spike cohen and i come together again next tuesday uh to do a show um <laughs> it will be the four year yes. anniversary four year anniversary of the us four year together. anniversary of muddied waters of freedom so uh we will probably have some special things happening we don't know what we have but, no idea what, but tune in. Cause it's going to be amazing. It whatever is it is, amazing. Whatever it is, is going to be fantastic. So be sure to stay t- uh, to tune in next Tuesday, uh, next Monday. I'm doing another episode of culture of winning. Uh, but next Tuesday is, uh, is the fourth anniversary episode of the muddy waters of freedom. And next Wednesday, I'm interviewing, uh, David Andrew gay dadman of Liberty memes. And we're going to be talking about uh, all sorts of fun Liberty meme stuff, including uh, how he got back on Facebook and uh, and uh, the Liberty memes five dollar charity on Facebook, club. Man. Well, yeah, Liberty memes did, oh. and uh, and the Liberty memes five dollar charity club that has raised something like a million dollars already in just a year uh, for various uh, uh, causes around the country. Uh, so be sure to tune into that. But be t- tuning in next week, next Tuesday, for the fourth anniversary of the Muddy Waters. A freedom where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the little autumn, autumn angel boys that we are. Matt, if someone were trying to find Muddy Waters Media on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how? It is possible. Uh, if you are one of those old school people who just enjoy hearing the sweet, sultry sounds of our buttery, smooth voices caressing your ear holes as you drive to work or as you are getting ready to fall asleep at night you can head over to anchor.fm play this waters or you can subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform go to bed when you're at the anchor.fm slash muddied waters you can hit the message button and you can play it you can leave us messages that we will play live on the air Watch this you on it? YouTube and then fall asleep so that it continues playing the one episode and after the next of our show and we get more views that way and you get a nice a nice rest right. from that. Um, that's right. And you can also donate money to us. Someone said someone asked uh Spotify, yes, we're on Spotify. Yes, we're we're on Spotify. We're, on Spotify. we're definitely on Spotify and Apple Music and Google Podcasts and we're on Google Podcasts. A this lot of others. Um <laughs> Or you can find this in every other episode of Muddied Waters Media at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Dot com and check out our store because we got stuff on our store. Folks, yes, thanks again for tuning in. Oh.
yes, where you should visit our store, which we have a lot of really neat stuff like this shirt or perhaps I don't know if it's in this pocket. Yes, this mask. And soon this Spike Cohen, you are the power bracelet that I have. Yes. Soon. That that's specific. Oh no, that's already. Oh, that's no, yeah, that's, that's on there. That's not on there. That's oh. on um, Proud Libertarian. Oh, go to Proud Libertarian and buy it. Uh, oh no, it's the buttons. The Waffle House the buttons. buttons. You'll the, have Waffle the Waffle House, House buttons, buttons will be going soon. on. The Waffle House buttons, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in again. Have a great week. And where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>